The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic forum. Assemble. Welcome back. It's our weekly uh, round table talk show that we do you know you know the deal you hear us every week and if you don't it's the first time this is what we do we talk shit we talk comics we review stuff in pop culture i adjust my mic while i'm doing the intro and i'm here with my boys off to my uh off to my uh right here on the screen is is jay the silent assassin hey what's up jay how you doing how you feeling um I'm existing. That's something. Yeah. So basically, you're in pain. Existence is pain. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Pain maybe for boredom. Yeah. Hey, well, that's so. Yeah. I I could see that, but uh, boredom can be fixed with a little bit of chaos. And then off to his pain. right. With alcohol <laughs> and boredom, you could bend time and space before <laughs> you know it. It's the next morning. Uh, then off to the bottom, there you got Oz. Oz, how you doing? Speaking of booze, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, what flavor is that? Is that the Red Lantern, the Indigo? No, this is still red. Um, uh, Terry's my favorite, so I made a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah. How many bottles did you make of that? Uh, I've made like three batches, so I probably got like maybe 10, 15 bottles. Uh, and then I've had so much of this cherry stuff, I'm working on a cranberry one. See how that comes out. Okay. That'll be interesting. And off to uh, me, I'm Moses Magnum. I'll be your host today. I hit the solo button. It's not happening. I blame Larry. Larry's not here. I'm doing this so that Larry can go do, uh, can go do stuff and pay his bills and eat and stuff. So I blame him. Anything you got wrong with this episode, you got to blame Larry. Fuck you, Larry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We're, today we're going to be reviewing uh, some of the Night Terror books. We're going to start with issue one. Uh, probably a little bit of First Blood because I didn't get to read it, but I have it. But uh, I, f- I think you got to read like two before you read like number one. I, I remember Larry bringing that up last week, but we'll see. And we'll- you got you kind of need to read the free comic book day joint mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and. On top of that, we we did a little bit of the reading in the in of the uh, ancillary books, the tie-ins. So we're gonna bring you some reviews of that. You got Poison Ivy, uh, Ozzy got uh, what's it, Punchline, and Green Lantern. Is that one? Yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna be talking about Shazam. It's uh, yeah. And then as always, you could join part. Of, you can take part in the conversation by. Getting into the chat or uh, hitting the link at fantasticforum.live. Uh, but really, you can, I think the uh, 
Jay, man, can you get the intern out here to say something about that? Tell us how she, we can get in touch with us. Yes. I can totally get her to do her job. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype. We don't care twice. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, you can... Uh, review like review (laughs) well not not like that you okay jay okay now you're just playing with buttons a fucking intern man isn't this one of your copyrighted songs we're gonna get a copyright strike from jay that's a shameless plug. Jay's trying to just sell his album. They no, that like wasn't it. me. And that wasn't <laughs> copywritten. Oh, that's that's something from the lab. That's not even finished yet. <laughs> He's going to see himself. Uh, but yeah, on top of all that, you can also, uh, if you're watching us on Twitch or, or uh, YouTube, you can uh, jump in the chat. Like Jay, hit up a give me one of those witty chat comments. The Tiger Cross says, "What's up, Fantastic Forum? Did you guys see TMNT Mayhem? I plan to see it this weekend. I wasn't able to see it last week because I was at a cruise for a week. Um, I saw it. I don't know. Did you guys see it? I didn't get a chance to see it. No. I heard it was good though. It was." There were parts about it that I liked and parts that I didn't. Okay. It's like, it's weird that I come out of it like liking Donatello the best. Like, that's odd for me. (laughs) You're not usually a Donatello guy? No, I like him, just not best. Like, I'm normally a big Michelangelo guy, but he was a little bit lame in this one. Oh yeah, Donnie made, was a little bit cooler than he normally is. What made him uh, lame? He's in the improv. <laughs> that made him lame. Like he's always trying to do do stuff that isn't funny or try no, to be funny. I'm not a big improv guy, so just him being into it, oh, was enough for me. You know, strangely. I haven't heard anything about this movie, good or bad. I actually probably forgot that it even came out because of that. Yeah, no, Larry. I've heard a few people talk about it. And for the most part, it's positive. Like, everyone's got, like, one or two things they don't like about it. But overall, everyone is enjoying it. And I feel the same. Like, they switched up the origin a little bit with the splinter not being related to uh, a shredder or anything. He's just like a New York street rat. But I didn't have a problem with that. He's in love with a cockroach, right? Say again? He's in love with a cockroach, right? I believe so. I forget the character's name. and It's actually a character I should know because he's not that obscure. The cockroach right. is a dude? 
in the originally it was a dude and i think that's why i heard about it because the the thing they were saying was that they made splinter gay but they yeah. actually made the cockroach a female in the movie i think i haven't right. seen it yet it's a trans cockroach yeah and well people are freaking out because um the miscommunication somewhere i think they put out a poster for a little bit where it had a picture of the cockroach character and you know traditionally like he or something like that and so people freaked out no um, that got taken down so oh that wasn't supposed to go out like that and apparently in the movie they they changed its gender so splinter is now straight again personally i don't think he should be in any relationship other than that of a single dad and sensei (laughs) these aren't my turtles lots more and he's not a sensei he's basically just watch tv to learn how to fight yeah once you teach someone you're a sensei that counts no but in this movie that's his deal right like he's just like a, a dude that took these guys in yeah he takes them in and he's like doing the single dad thing but he wants more and they want more and uh you know they want to go out but splinter kind of hates people i did hear splinter is also racist <laughs> yeah or speechiest, he, whatever he he, he really doesn't like humans. Um, like a lot, though. <laughs> it's, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know what? Yeah. I have heard some things about this movie. <laughs> you just chose not to watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, the more I hear, the more I want to see. I, I just didn't like his hair in the trailer, but other than that. And it's did- honestly not too distracting. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff to go, like, see it for. Like, honestly, the fight choreography fee is a little better than it needed to be. Um, just watching it and the stylization. And they have this one part where they're basically there's these four crime bosses that they need to talk to. And so they go to the each individual place and fight the goons, but they splice it together. So it's like one continuous shot with the background changing. Mm. Like, it's pretty cool. cool. All right. No, you want to give it a rating? That's pretty dope, too. (laughs) Five out of five? I would say four out of five. Four out of five? All right. There you go, Tiger Claw. Spoiler review. Um, Tiger Claw says, what did you think of the mutants? The mutants were cool. Um, A lot different, but still pretty cool. Um, I liked Bebop and Rocksteady. Mondo Gecko was pretty dope. Um, No one actually does much. Like, they don't have the screen time for that. But, I mean, I guess that's what the TV series is going to be for. Um... But yeah, the mutants are cool. I like them. And uh, he also says that Leatherhead and Wingnut are female. No. I some of them were female. I didn't like grab. There's like twelve of them. I can't remember all of them and what their gender is. But 
It's fine. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. I wasn't getting upset and talking about they made the movie woke by making some of the mutants female. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I was telling, because I got to see Larry earlier, and we we're talking about it, and like, I don't like. Ninja Turtles is is one of those properties that I think I've said this before on the air too, where it's like there's been so many iterations of it, and they change things and add things and stuff. That at this point, it's just a different version of it, and you have your own. Like at this point, it's about if they're making it good or not, you know, or doing it well or not, you know, more than what the story or like what the changes are. Because it's changed so much, you know, like just from the original cartoon, from the comics to the original cartoon, '80s cartoon, like was a big change, and you could still like both, you know. People still like both, technically. If not, they wouldn't be making Last Ronin. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, and this time it's Leo who has the crush on April. Okay. Which some people have an issue with that. Why? Because she's happening, and I think people are, keep asking themselves why. Yeah. Like, why do these turtles keep falling in love with people? Especially if they're raised by a bigot that hates people. <laughs> well, they're not bigots. Like, yeah, they seem to, to do human stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of Ninja Turtles, Tiger Claw in our Discord had another suggestion for us to review. Uh, he wanted us to check out, and I'm, I'm I don't know the order of what it was, but it's basically Street Fighter versus TMNT. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's a thing. Huh? Uh, it exists. I'm not gonna lie. The se- like the end of the second issue made me laugh. But other than that, it's pretty what you pretty much what you think it's gonna be so far. But there are only two issues out right now. Okay. And yeah, like you know what it is. There's a tournament, Baxter Stockman and M. Bison are behind it. Um the turtles and the street fighters hate each other, then they like each other. And they, they team all up the beats. Okay. So it's kind of one of those things where I think you already know if whether you're not you're gonna like it just from the title. How many issues is it gonna be? Five. Five, okay. All right. And I will say initially I was not on board. Until that one joke. It's not even like a new joke. It's like an old joke, but it made me laugh. What was so, the joke? Um, well, basically, uh, they're at a point where the Street Fighters and the TMNT, they're like doing like a half truce to kind of fight off this army that came in. And when they're done fighting, uh, Chun Li and Raphael have been kidnapped. And so Michelangelo gives a speech. He's like, All right, no more half measures. Like, we got to 100% trust each other. We have to go out there and save Chun Li. 
And then Donatello's like, and right, right? And Michael's like, we gotta go save Chun Li and Raph. Like, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> That's funny. I'm glad we're, I'm glad uh, my investment money is going to good use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, is, the, the stock is doing pretty good for IDW. You know, it's not great, but, and, you know, in hindsight, it's like not, uh, you know, what it was five years ago, but let's see. Damn it. It erased from my. Never mind. I don't know what Real it's. Real quick. Doing. Tiger Claw says, I wish the movies adapted the IDW comics because of all the world building it has done. The comics right now are in a new status quo with the wall coming down. Mutant Town is going to become a district in New York. And mutants are now integrated with the rest of the humans. Dude, spoilers. I haven't even gotten past like to volume two yet. <laughs> uh, Hex says, if Ryu and Leonardo aren't uppercutting waterfalls, what are we even doing here? <laughs> you know, you have a point. Yeah, look, we still you got know. issues, right? It can happen. It can. Yeah. Well, yeah, since we're on the topic of comics, we should jump into our reviews. Uh, let's uh let's hit that review music, Jay. That's wrong music. Like, uh, like <laughs> well, not, not like. Review. Like review. Well, not not like that, but like. We still need a visual component to that. Uh, give me like a month. I will work on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Night Terrors. Night Terrors is uh, DC's big event right now, and they're 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 pushing ahead fast, right? Because they're all bi-weekly at this point. Yeah, well, the main books are bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, okay. The uh, I don't think the the uh, spinoffs are. I don't think so either, because I got the first two issues of the regular, but only one of the uh, the spinoffs. No, but they might right. be because they're all number on number two. Oh no! You know what? I'm wrong. I got well. A lot of them are. Yeah. Or some of them are. They're like starting to come in. They do. I think they've been doing like six books at a time. Okay. So there are probably six of them that are on number two. Maybe twelve. And the rest will be the next two following weeks. Okay. But yeah, I uh, I had no idea this existed until you guys brought it up to me, and now um, I'm actually you know intrigued because i think one of the first books like the real because you said you read the free comic book day right jay and then mm -hmm. first blood but then there was another book that wasn't even like that's where it kind of starts but i forgot what book it was and larry was the one that said it last week where it's like no he was talking about first blood 
Oh, okay. So it's free comic book day, first blood, then night terrors one, two, and three. Okay. Well, we're gonna review number one right now. And number one is basically a dead man story with a Batman story mixed in. And he's stuck in Batman's dream. And he tries to go into insomnia, uh, insomnia's dream. This, I, 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 and I'm. It feels like I'm jumping in, in the middle of something, because that's exactly how issue one starts. Like when you think Night Terror number one, you think you're gonna get a build up and everything like we have with you know any other. But like you said, there's the free comic book day, and the free, and the first blood. But in this story, it just feels like I'm jumping in in issue two of something. And I'm a big Dead Man fan. And I, I loved how this story played out. It felt almost like, like, I'm like, this should be a Sandman story. And then lo and behold, Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and the way they bring them out is crazy too. So, and it's, it's all in dreams essentially. And it's, it's yeah, it is crazy. But uh, I really enjoyed it, and it, it's Joshua Williamson doing the writing. I forget who did the art. Was it Common Cooley? Yes. Yeah. So, and I love Common Cooley too. So it's like, it, it, it's a really. I think they're really not pulling the punches with this this event. <laughs> um, what did you guys uh think of issue one? Oh, I enjoyed. J. You go first. Sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, am I echoing on your side? No. Okay. No, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was intriguing. Um, I did read the other ones first, the, the free comic book day and then first blood and then one. So... It still feels kind of like jumping in. I mean, First Blood does a little bit, does a pretty good introduction, but the free comic book day just jumps right in. And uh, in these uh, these jumping right in moments, do you feel? I I felt like I was jumping in in, in Night Terrors one, but I didn't feel like lost. You know. It's almost like a cold open to a TV show, right? And uh, how is it with uh, with reading those before? Like you said, you still feel a little like you're just jumping in anyway. Well, no, like not with number one. Okay, uh, like the free comic book day, it feels like you're just being thrown into it. Um, but yeah, after that, it's all pretty smooth. Uh, if not a little quick, quickly paced. Uh, but yeah, it's a quickly paced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's more fast paced. Oz, what did you think of Night Terror's one? Yeah, it is. It does kind of feel like it jumps you in there. Um, it, it has a little bit of a intro with dead man kind of telling like really just talking a little bit about himself and then like when you actually get to what's happening 
he's already mid battle with with the villain. Uh, I didn't read First Blood. I didn't read um, the Free Comic Book Day, and the other one I didn't read that I should have is the Satana one because that's the one that told me is where the villain first shows up. Um, I did read that one. That one is good, but that even that one, uh, yeah, it's like you need the primer of First Blood to go into Zatanna. Like it does split off, so. Uh, Hecting Chat says, um, isn't that how a dream is? You just jump in without realizing where you started? Sort of. I think I think you guys read it wrong, or at least Mo. Mm-hmm. I think Dead Man is not in a dream. Like I think the part that feels like he's in a dream is where he's doing his little intro. But I think he's awake because he's not, you know, because he's yeah, he's not the one he's just, and he's just using Batman's body to fight the villain. Yeah. Right. Batman's asleep, which is why he's not fighting him on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I and I I will say that I did read it wrong in the sense that I read Shazam first. And Shazam is that it's all in a dream. And but it felt so similar to uh <laughs> to to what I saw with like I could tell with reading Shazam that okay this is what's happening everybody is all the heroes are stuck in the dream state you know and it's kind of like that episode of uh or that issue of Sandman where Dr. D uh, Dr. Destiny like he he put everybody to sleep in the world you know he locked them in dreams and uh and so I I just assumed that when I read issue one. Now that I think of it, you know. Yeah, and I'm actually really surprised that that Mo, especially you, that you hadn't heard about this because every book that I got, like, has the type of art that you like be all over. Yeah, except, <laughs> except for except for the punchline one. Like, that's the most generic ass cover <laughs> of, of all the books that I bought. Hold on, keep it it's up. It's still there. a good cover. I'm keep surprised how much I like Punchline here. Yeah, that's probably like the most generic ass covers. I mean, this is Night Terrors one. Yeah. I mean, that's some crazy stuff. Like Detective freaking just goes yeah. off on a weird like that. That's some stuff right there. Yeah, nightmares. <laughs> like this, it, it, this isn't just a cover. Like this, this actually shows up at some point. Yeah, nice. So, now yeah. technically. Mo had heard of this before. Uh, he just quickly pushed it from his mind after I told him. When was that, G? Um, when I first heard about it, and I told you Zatanna in the next new Night Terror event was going to be fighting something uh, Lovecraftian. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's funny because when I saw the cover for Zatanna, I was like, I not, I should be reading Zatanna. Something's telling me I got to read Zatanna. And it, it was that little unconscious part of the brain, the the, the call of Cthulhu that I heard in the back of my brain. That was Joe Thulu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got to. That was what, like four months ago, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. I got now. I got to read that too. But uh, how do you guys feel about like 
wanting to read all of the, the tie-ins here. Oh, dude, I'm, I love this kind of stuff. Like, seeing the inner workings of the heroes and villains, like, how it plays out, you know, like, even though nightmares are, a lot of their nightmares are easy to kind of guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but even these books, like, they flip some of them on their heads. Like, uh, Poison Ivy, her nightmare is just weird. But she's actually happy there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that kind of thing is interesting. Like, uh, it's almost kind of like the Lotus Eater, which the Lotus Eater, of course, is where your hero or villain is, like, comatose and they get like everything they dream everything they want and you know a lot of times that's fun but it can be predictable you know batman wishes his parents were alive uh superman wishes krypton hadn't blown up Mm -hmm. but uh these have been like consistently interesting Yeah. yeah i uh i Ah, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought with this one. Oz, what would you think? Of, um, I'm of actually, like, not too thrilled about all the tie-ins. Um, sort of. Uh, they're all essentially the same thing. The, the hero, or villain in some cases, is trapped in their own worst nightmare. And... Yeah, it, it's an interesting concept, but you spread it out over so many different books, it kind of gets a little bit repetitive. And like Jay said, some of them like are really, really predictable. Uh, but I keep coming back to the art, like the some of the crazy stuff that they put in these books just looks amazing. It just makes them worth getting the book on their own. And on top of that, you know, I'm the type of, type of person that if if you, this this villain came in and put the planet to sleep and the other books don't address it like they don't show hey what happened when all the heroes and villains are are put into their nightmares i kind of be sitting here going what the hell's up with that I'm like what 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 happened he he did this to the whole world why weren't these books affected so i'm kind of like caught in the middle where i i'm glad they did it i'm not glad i, I read a lot of it mm-hmm. But, How many did you get? Because you said your pool list turned into all night terror stuff. Uh, mostly, right? I haven't been back since right before Comic Con, but I've got let's see the the main one: uh, Nightwing, Green Lantern, Punchline, Detective, and Batman. Okay, and you read all of those already, or no? Yeah, I okay. read them like the the day after we said we were gonna do it. Okay. And Jay, you read a bunch of them too, right? Yeah. Now, we're almost at the end of it now, right? Like, uh, the end of August is the... The end? 22nd. 22nd, okay. I think it's four books, and Jay just said he got issue three for the issue main story. Yeah. I don't know how many books the side stories are. Yeah, I think they're either two or the three. The side stories are all two issue. Okay. All right. Books. That makes sense. Okay, so I'll probably pick up the second half. Yeah. At the shop. Yeah. 
okay, I got to see how much I'm going to be spending here because <laughs> I actually like the idea. I, I like this event. Like, it, it's similar to what I've read in, like, an issue of Sandman or uh, even, you know, uh, like, in Sandman, it was Dr. Destiny, too. And he, they actually do the, that in the Netflix show, too. And it's the Dreamstone, and it's they don't call him Dr. Destiny, but they still call him John D. And it's the Dreamstone that he's using, not the Nightmare Stone that this guy's using, you know? So, um, or he's looking for at this point, right? Yeah. He's looking for the Nightmare Stone yeah. because John D. hit it. Uh, basically, he hit it in one of the dreams of the heroes. So he put everyone to sleep so he could go through the dreams and try to find it. Now, um, this Nightmare Stone, where uh, does anybody know where it came from? They mentioned it. I think in the second issue, they they give a history of it, and I, I don't remember it right now. Because it's not yeah. the it's clearly not the Dreamstone that uh, that powers John D originally. No, they make a distinct. Uh, they make a clear distinction between the Dreamstone and the Nightmare Stone. Cool. And see, I think that's a, a good thing too because. Then it's like, yeah, you don't have to deal with Sandman, the the Vertigo Sandman, you know. But then they still brought Wesley Dodds, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, so they talk about it in the in the second issue where when Deadman starts to explain to to Sandman uh, what's happening, they kind of go over and you know the the little uh, hold yeah. on. This is all like a, a previous case for Sandman and how how this stone became okay. what it is. I don't want to like spoil too much, but yeah, there's basically a little mini Sandman story in the first few pages. And nice. so you get, you know, it goes into more current times and how, how this stone basically gets powered up. Nice. And you said that's issue two of Night Terrors? Yep. Cool. Probably read that tonight. Um, all right. So, Jay, man, won't you? Uh, well, you know, let's uh, let's. You guys, anything else you got to say about Night Terror's number one before we give it a little rating? Um, no. Very good. Cool, Jay, man. Won't you give me a rating for Night Terror's number one? I would give it a five. Like, it's just really good, uh, interesting, and it definitely makes me want to keep reading. Cool. Oz, give me a, a, a rating for issue one of Night Terrors. Yeah, I think I'll go with five, too. The, the art is great. Uh, I know a lot of people, new readers, might not know who Dead Man is, Dead Man is so they give you a good little explanation of him and uh i same thing for sandman and they also give him a very good short but sweet and informative uh description so you kind of know who these characters are cool and uh, for me that it's a five two i i loved it i i i love dead man and it, it like even the way they did his origin like it's not just showing you oh how it happened he tells you what happened but he, he, the way Joshua Williamson retells it with him basically telling you is more of just like 
what he misses about being alive, <laughs> that thrill, you know, and, and how it affected him to the moment of his death and, uh, you know, being the trapeze guy. So I, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, Williamson's really good at almost anything he does. So he's a, uh, so yeah, it's a five for me, the art too. And uh, it really, it really makes me want to read all the times. I know what you guys told me already. Like, I'm like, okay, but I'll still probably read them. They're pretty, judging from my Shazam one uh, experience of the time, like, it's still a fun book. And it's, you know, it's a little different even within this Night's Hair thing because it's a different character's nightmare. And uh, yeah, I, so I, I can't wait. I'm, even if I don't enjoy it. Like, I read the that Dark Web one and <laughs> I read all those times and it was, the, that there was no payoff, so at least this one already paid off with just my enjoyment of these issues. What's heck saying? Uh, heck says, I think I'll wait for the trace to come out of this so I can get it all at once. I'm not mad at that, yeah. And you know, it might be sooner than you think because they 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 really like condensed this. It's a summer event, so it's basically just July and it's the four issues and the tie-ins all in two months, so it, it, it doesn't. There's not too prolonged, you know. I might get it by October. Yeah. All right, hey Jay, man, why don't you tell me about Poison Ivy's uh, tie-in for Night Terror, man? Um. So basically, uh, Ivy is with Harley. And they're in their home, and you know, Batman and Selena are their neighbors, and she feels like everything is wrong, even though it's the life she wants. And uh, it's really kind of freaking her out, but she's slowly but surely coming around to it, but then she. But then, in her dream, someone else shows up uh, who is awake. And uh, I forget who it is. It's like someone she knows. But she's kind of like disrupting her, uh, Ivy's uh, kind of descent into the dream. So all the extra characters like basically kill her. Mm. And uh, yeah, part two isn't out yet, but that's kind of just where it leaves us. How's uh, how's that for a tie-in for you? How'd you like that one? I liked it. Like, I like that it's subverting the whole nightmare thing. It's like, you know, uh, like with some of the others, it's like just straight them fighting their nightmare, but this isn't. Like, why is this even a nightmare for her? It's like what she wants, but everything is just so off that it creeps her out. And it's, that's just interesting. I found it interesting to me. Kind of reminds me of that a cartoon episode of the animated series where she grows her own family. <laughs> right. She wants to have that, like the home life, yeah? Yeah. 
Um, who who drew this and who wrote it? Um, that one is uh, Willow uh, G. Willow Wilson and Jessica Fong. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed the covers for it. Uh, let me see if I can find here. There was one cover I saw that was like really creepy. Like, I think it was for issue two. Oh, okay, I know which image you're talking about. You don't happen to have it on you, do you? I'm trying to find a larger version of it. Yeah. But I have the tiny one. Yeah. But it, it's just such like just the texture and, and it kind of you know it's like a, a, a nice image but the texture and it makes it creepy yeah yeah and it's let's see here. I'm trying to open 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 cool let's see here Share. I found a pretty good one, I think. Yeah. So, like that in their eyes right there. Right. That is messed up. Mm. (laughs) And it's like, uh, damn it. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's a. I really like that cover and uh, <laughs> just the the honeycomb eyes and she's eating herself as a as a like caterpillar and yeah, right. Very nice. Right. All right, so that's another one I got to read. Um, what do you give that one? Oh, that one was a oh, five. Burning expectations and being creepy. Nice. And everyone's like, the art is like really good in it. Is it the art like the uh, covers, like that style too? Or, but more, I guess, less surreal maybe? Oh, uh, you know, I would say it differs. Okay. But it's still like creepy. Like, it doesn't feel like a. Like a bait and switch, mm-hmm. but it is like a different kind of style. Okay. I also um, read the, the Zatanna. Oh yeah. Which was, uh, which was cool because she actually managed to stay awake, and so Insomnia can't go after her himself because he's stuck in dreams. Mm-hmm. So he sends these like nightmare nights after her, and uh, she ends up teaming up with Robot Man in order to like protect some of the heroes who are asleep and mm-hmm. get away from the knights attacking them. And that was I, pretty cool. I thought that was the because I saw the cover for that one and, and I thought it was interesting because yeah, there's certain heroes that he might not be able to get either they have some psychic protection or are robot men, <laughs> you know, like it's interesting. Right. Like, they, all the robots are unaffected, right? 
or even like dead man because he's dead you know like not doesn't dream mm-hmm. like it's an interesting way to do it too so yeah when i saw the cover with her and robot i'm like robot man i gotta check that out and, and uh is awake because of course he is yeah because <laughs> he has insomnia <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and how, how'd you like that Poison Ivy one? I mean, the, the Zatanna one. I liked it. Like, but part of it is me just, I like Zatanna as yeah. a character, so anytime she's got a book going on, I try to get it. And well, this one's good. It's like, even though she's awake, it's still delving a lot into her, like, tragedies of her past, and she actually kind of hates not Robot Man personally, but the Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. because they were involved when her uh, dad was killed at a, in a seance. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she's got to kind of work through that. And then the nightmares, of course, are taking the form of her dad and other people she's let down. But it kind of leads to this cool moment where they do the partner switch. So Cliff starts fighting her demons and she starts fighting his mm. uh, because uh, Dorothy and uh, shit, I forget who the other one was that came after him. Mm-hmm. He was like, I, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Add that to the list of the ones I got to read too. I'm gonna be spending money on this shit, man. <laughs> Cause I, I felt like one once I read the Shazam one and I read the number one, I'm like, man, I want to read all of these. <laughs> yeah. And then Oz, man, uh, which one? Uh, are you gonna talk about other, the Green Lantern? Yeah. Um, Tell me about that one. Uh, first, real quick, just to kind of answer Hex question a little bit. I found the uh, the trade is going to be available in February, February the 6th, 2024. Damn. And it's going to have uh, First Blood, Night Terrors 1 through 4, Night Terrors Night's End. Uh, so, yeah, it says the full Night Terrors story. So, none of the side issues. Just the main one? Yeah. The side issues are in another book, another trade. I mean... Yeah. You're still looking at 192 pages. Yeah, yeah, because it's the main, the main, the main book, the main story. Yeah, so but that's yeah. for the hardcover, right? Yeah. So the the trade the paperback's probably what a couple months later, a month later, something like that. Oh, you you're talking about digital? I'm sorry, you don't. <laughs> no, for that. Uh, like I don't need a digital trade. I'm gonna have all the individual issues. Oh, that's. That's true. Uh, yeah, and the hard the hardcover is thirty bucks. So yeah, you figure trade's probably gonna be like fifteen, twenty. And there is an order to read the to reading these. I I had a uh I made a list, but I w- I didn't read it in that order, of course. But <laughs> uh, stay, you know, subscribe, like, hit the bell because I might do a video just on that. Just giving you the order of what to read how to read it yeah um but yeah Oz, tell me about the uh the green lantern one uh yeah just kind of how we 
how he said earlier, it's uh, how Jordan's in in a nightmare. And da, 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 da. <laughs> that's basically the gist of it. I, actually, the the best part of this uh, Green Lantern book for me was the uh, was the uh, side story. Uh, what would we call it? Back, not backstory. Backup. Yeah, the the backup, which is a Sinestro book, mm-hmm. and that's actually a little bit more interesting to me because he's the one that like that's his whole power is to make other people feel fear and uh he he got broken down in, during dark crisis like he he got messed up and he's dealing with that now and then on top of that like he put to sleep and put into a nightmare of his own making and it turns out the both the hero and the villains of his nightmares are himself you know so it, it's it's much more interesting than actually what's going on with how jordan because it's, it's just how jordan you know crashing a plane trying to stop a plane crash crashing another plane and then eventually you know just fighting weird the uh the, the, the night, like nightmare creatures, I guess. Yeah, terror knights or something. Or, yeah, terror knights or or the terrors, and you know, same as the other books. The the art is pretty good, and obviously because it's Hal Jordan, and they're trying to instill fear in him. At some point, he's got to face his own past as Parallax. Yeah. So that it's pro. It's 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 not boring. I actually did enjoy it but when i get to the sinestro story yeah. i'm not all about the green lantern stuff i'm like oh <laughs> oh here we go this is this is a lot better yeah yeah i've seen sinestro like so beat down at the beginning of it that he admits he's feeling fear himself it's like oh this man has been through some some stuff now uh the this is the last book green lantern book we reviewed when he's when He's stuck on Earth again. It, this takes place during that. That's the same book. Yeah, because oh. he his power got taken away in Dark Crisis. Okay, and so he's just kind of on Earth, and everybody on Earth got put to sleep. So yeah, that's why he's there. Okay, so it's still like continuation of that book, cool. and that's how it starts off. You know, he's yeah. like a regular ass dude on Earth, and he, he without his power ring. Like he, people aren't afraid to punk him around a little bit. Yeah, he's got to be careful how he talks to people. <laughs> yeah. Which is for a guy like Sinestro, that's got to suck. Like, yeah, he went from being so like he talks about how powerful he became, and now he's he's basically nothing, and that's his greatest fear is to be powerless. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if the the for how Jordan's nightmare it was just that Grant Morrison book reprinted? <laughs> that's, that's 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 my nightmare. Yeah. Making me pour another now. <laughs> it's like because some of those like store some of those issues were kind of like that, like a weird dream, like a, a Green Lantern's dream, essentially, not necessarily like a pr- beautiful dream or a nightmare, but. They were so surreal for what 
where he used to for Green Lantern, yeah. It, it's like he tried to make uh, uh, a crisis book for just Green Lantern. Yeah. With, uh, with the, all the other multiversal lanterns and all that. And the Grant Morrison is on, is on his own stuff. Yeah. Actually, you it. know what? This Night Terror thing, like, I think Grant Morrison could put out some decent stuff for this. Because he just yeah. he could just be as weird as he wants, and an artist is gonna go in there and just. I, I mean, like you said, some of his other books, like the art in it was like, it could fit into any of these books, and they were just regular ass stories. But I think what makes this book, especially like uh, from an event standpoint, is the people they have working on it. I mean, you got Timmy Howard, you got G Willow Wilson, you got Joshua Williamson, and not to mention the artists. Like these are legit, like. They're not the Grant Morrison of comic writing. They're not from that type of school, but they're more from like our a little bit of the old school style of comic doing comic writing. But they're modern and they do they have better, really good sensibilities and pacing and things like that. They're more, more in the in the technical side of writing comics as well as the creative. Like they got they got a good balance of that, you know. So I think. Uh, Maybe like if, if he was the head of the event, I don't think this event would be as good. You know, what yeah, I mean? it, and the the Green Lantern book is uh, is written by Jeremy Adams, okay. and the penciler is actually Eduardo Pansica, and he's been on Green Lanterns for a while, and he's got he's got some of the better Green Lantern stuff for yeah. recent times. Like you know, yeah. there, obviously there there's been people that have done better stuff but for modern comics in the last five ten years his green lantern stuff's been on point nice um jay you don't you didn't read the green lantern one did you no not yet how would you rate oz's review of uh the green lantern i would give it a five because <laughs> it's what i needed to know yeah it. yeah Cool. Oz, what did you rate the Green Lantern tie-in? I was gonna I was gonna be at four until I got to the Sinestro stuff and it, it's a five because like I'm willing to buy the other book just for the five pages at the end with the with the second part of that story. And I get a okay Hal Jordan story too. Cool. And what's the other one you read? Uh Punchline. Punchline. Now that's a character that we're all somewhat familiar with, but I haven't read anything with her in it. I'm I, I gotta be honest. When she first showed up, I thought it was stupid. Uh I thought, I thought okay, so well they, they're trying to make Harley uh it, a good guy. They're putting her in the Bat family, so they need they need to give Joker another girlfriend to to keep that dynamic going. But the more stuff I see her in, the more stuff I see her in, I'm, I'm starting to like her more and more. Um, yeah, she's she's pretty good, and her book was a little bit more interesting than than the others because uh, she like it starts off where she doesn't know she's in a nightmare. And the way the way it's written, we don't know she's in a nightmare. I kind of knew because I know what the story is, but it's just it it's her awake in the world where everybody else has been is falling asleep, 
and you know she attributes it to her work with chemicals it's like well i'm somehow immune to whatever happened and then slowly as 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 it progresses um she's nightmare stuff starts to happen where where you the reader start to realize oh i think she is in a nightmare and that that's where it really starts to get interesting so yeah the, the first half is probably a little bit less than the first half is her uh, basically in a dream everybody everybody's knocked the, the f out she's gonna rob some banks like she's gonna take advantage of this stuff and then she runs into batgirl and it's like the hell are you doing up you're supposed to be asleep oh well i'll just kill you you know so and you, little by little the nightmare starts to really kick in and that's where where she starts to freak out and that's where it really starts to to ramp up a little bit i'm actually surprised this is going to be two issues because it 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 takes its time yeah and batgirl was awake too that's the thing is she awake or is she part of punchline's dream yeah Yeah. oh that's yeah yeah might be that's a little interesting look i might get the another one to the list (laughs) so just get all of them at this yeah And, you know, and that's what I like about this event being only two months, because it's like everything is two issues, more or less. And then the main the main storyline is four and it'll be done. I could be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's good. (laughs) That's the other thing. (laughs) Yeah. As I I describe it and kind of page through it a little bit. (laughs) Um. Look, this might just be me, but it feels like if this is two books, um, book one is the setup, and book two is going to be the punchline. Punchline, yeah. Because this is it's just a, a lot of setup, and like I said, the closer you get to the end, like starts it really starts to to go off. And I think book two is just going to be like all kind of crazy nonsense, like full on dream dream world for for this character. What would uh, who wrote the punchline? Uh, Lore. Lore or Lori. Peter Lori. Yeah, looking for the full list. Well, I think Lori this one has Mayer and Guimarães. <laughs> That's you know what? I don't know if I can pronounce it any any better. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't I can't find the oh here it is yeah Danny Lore is the writer Lucas Myers the artist Alex what what, what he said is the colorist <laughs> yeah I mean the art the art is is good okay I want to show you like a page or two but like I don't like a lot of these pages are spoilers. It's not spoiler in it, but yeah, but without context, they wouldn't be spoilers, really, right? I mean, it just it just looks good. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it does. The art is actually really good in this. Did you read it, Jay? Or thumbing through it now. Oh, okay. It's really good, and it's one of the books that like doesn't 
get all crazy like you know it doesn't do all this right surreal all, all this dream stuff it, it's just a good looking book let me put you up here wow yeah that's a it's a good page and I would say the camera is like washing a lot of the stuff out. There's yeah, detail because digital, but but it looks good still. And that's the preview page, right? So there's no dialogue in it, or is it, can I just not see it? You just can't see the dialogue. Okay, but it's basically a pun sign saying, or bad girl saying, looks like someone stayed up past our nap time, and pun sign saying. Thank God I was about to fall asleep from the boredom and then getting ready to kill her. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you rate that uh Oz, the punchline book? Same thing. I I gotta go five. Man. It's 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 just good. Yeah. Like I said, it feels a little bit different from the other books. All the other books, yeah, start in the nightmare. This one you don't know. Is she in the nightmare or is she in the real world? Right. Like and it could be part of her own psychosis too. Like she's always in the nightmare, you know. Yeah, I. Yeah. She's she. I mean, uh, she. She's like created a designer drug. Like she's that's her thing is chemicals. Right. So and some of it is a scarecrow toxin that she adds to it. So right. you know, is, is it the toxins? Is it? Does she act? It it it's good. It's good. Well, I'm just gonna you read. That. You read punchline? She doesn't have an ongoing right now. Uh, she had like a six issue thing, uh, the Gotham game, I think it was called, and like I read that, and that's where she she takes over the uh, the Royal Flush Gang, and has them drug dealing her. Ooh, Ooh Jay, Jay didn't know that. <laughs> no, I, I I love the Royal Flush Gang, like. Those guys are great. Yeah. Yeah, that that's where and they become like her her drug dealers. Like she makes the drugs and they 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 sell it. I'm just kind of wondering how she gets on with Ivy cuz I know Ivy's main thing now is the plants, but she was a chemist like yeah. In in that series she doesn't interact with any of the other villains. Mm. I'm gonna have to read it. I don't think. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fine book. It's not as good as, as this one, but it's still a good story, especially if you like the Royal Flesh Gang, because it really gets into some of those characters a little bit more. Dude, they beat Superman. Like fuck. <laughs> yeah, and, and that it was awesome how they did it too. Like uh, I can't remember the details, but it was just basically uh, he just did something that Superman couldn't stop. And it's like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to take me to jail, but I won. <laughs> and it was then where that episode of, of was it Justice League? Yeah. Batman, with the, the girl, the psychic girl. Yeah, that was Justice League. Um, one of the best episodes of Justice League Unlimited. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so you haven't read this book, have you? Jay? Hmm? 
Jay, you didn't read the punchline? No, not yet. Okay. I was just looking through the art. There's there's her gang behind her of Royal Flushes. Oh, nice. Let's see here. I don't want to hold it too steady because I don't. There's words online. <laughs> right. That's dope. But I mean, that's I. You know what? That's page two. So yeah. how much is getting spoiled on page two? You're <laughs> enhancing his experience. Although I did see some viewership numbers drop, so maybe they didn't like the the potential spoiler. <laughs> I mean, that person didn't like the. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I the other book I read was Shazam, and it's basically it's uh, Mary Marvel's nightmare, and it like that one kicks in like it just feels like she's not in a dream and and then she wakes up from it from a dream and it's still she's just dream within a dream and it's just her being terrified about her fellow brothers and family getting killed and it yeah and it's just getting worse and worse it ramps up and then you know right at the end it's like she kind of is going to she's trying to go to a sleep center for a sleep study, <laughs> you know, because she keeps um uh she keeps calling down the thunder in her sleep because she's having these nightmares. And then it turns out that's still part of the dream. <laughs> the whole the her calling it in her sleep is part of the dream. And uh and yeah, and then it just she gets to the spoiler, she gets to the sleep center within the dream that's like at the top of a cliff. And then uh but yeah, and it's a it was just an interesting little story, and it's to be continued. It's just part one, but I, I everything like it just flowed well. And I don't even know who wrote and drew this, but the art was on point, and the the flow of the story was on point, even with the uh, all the 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 dream jumping in and, and jumping out of dream motif that they had going. And but I could see how like Mark Wade. Oh yeah, that's right. Roger Cruz and yeah. Wellington Diaz. Yeah, and that's the reason I picked that one because it's a Shazam book, and it's Mark Wade writing it, and I know he's got a good sense of those characters. And with Night Terror, it's like with Night Terrors, it's like okay, so he's doing that, and this is one of the things I've always said about DC. And a lot of times, is they get the like right for this event, they're really getting good teams and i don't know if it's people that are already writing those titles but they just happen to be all like people i like writing these tie-ins too you know as well as the main book so that's part of what makes me yeah look at that that is amazing yeah yeah it, it's so cool and it, it kind of even has that little bit of a warp feeling like like you know Kind of fisheye, like distorted, um, because it's a nightmare. <laughs> you know? So it adds to the, the little bit of like uneasiness of her nightmare. And the thing is, that's the thing. She's having nightmare, but it's all psychological. So there's no goblin monster night things. You know, it's literally like her antagonist in her dream is 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 Captain Marvel, basically a Billy, as fucking with the black suit you know so that that's what she's fighting in her nightmare like that is her what terrorizes her 
and he's killing off all the family and stuff like that and torturing her and all that. So I don't know where that's going to come into play, like what it means dream psychology wise, <laughs> but uh, hopefully issue two will have that. Yeah. And yeah, it was a, it was a really, I mean, it's a quick review, but it was a quick read and it was, uh, it was fun. <laughs> and yeah, I just, uh, it, it really like, I read that before night terrors one. So I'm like, okay, if this is like this, then yeah, I'm definitely gonna. And then I opened night terrors one and it was dead man. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> it's like, I'm in. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed it. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's a five out of five, <laughs> easily. <laughs> like the art, like just that page alone that Jay showed you. It's like it was just so impactful. And reading it into that, like, was really like getting to that point, just really good. There's a scene where she like lifts up a car that just looks cool, like super heroic, but it's part of the nightmare. Like, and it's kind of, you know, technically homage to like, you know, Shazam number one with the car, but. It's her doing it, and it's not super heavy-handed in the homage. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, five out of five for me from that one. And uh, I can't say uh, anything more other than that. Really, it's just so good. You guys didn't read that one, did you? No. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm glad I picked that one because it's a you know something maybe easily overlooked or. You know, maybe or or put off till later. But yeah, when I saw Mark Wade on it, I'm like, I'm 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 in. <laughs> yeah. All right, like that. This is our. You know, we would have had more to talk about if Larry was here. Again, Larry ruining the show. But uh, I don't know if there's another topic you guys want to talk about, or if you guys want to call it an early night. I'm down. I'm a little tired, so. But we got through all our night terrors. Unless you guys want to talk about other stuff that you read, the night terror wise. Anything that stands out? A uh, night terror wise? Yeah. No. <laughs> or uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to do another topic that we didn't produce, we can. Any news or anything? We can. We got time. Um, we got through our our well, list. I will say I've really started getting into Joe Hill. Um, oh yeah, I, I just read two of his uh, books recently. Uh, one was a basket full of heads, mm. which is fucking hilarious. Um, basically, are, are, those are on, on on Black Label or or the independent ones. I think. Yeah, they're both black label. Okay. Um, but yeah, this girl has this uh, cursed, well, not cursed, blessed uh, Nordic axe. And uh, she accidentally kills someone and the head doesn't die. And so she's like, uh, basically just carrying this head around and she keeps encountering people who are trying to hurt her and so she like kills them 
and their heads just keep staying alive. So she like takes them and then they like argue with her and they're like blaming her for them being like heads and severed. Yeah. It, it's just really, really funny. Um, which with horror is not always easy to do to like right. be scary and funny. And literally, like in, a, in a, the medium too, like in a comic book format, it's tricky too. Right. But uh, yeah, it was really good. And then I read uh, Glass, which wasn't funny. Uh, that was more just horror. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, this glass rain, like glass starts raining from the sky, uh, killing anyone caught in it. And so this girl, uh, her girlfriend dies. And so she's like, she wants to make a trip up to uh, the girl's father to let her know, to let him know what happened. And so it's her journey as she has to like look out for rain and deal with other people. Um, and the rain is happening all over. So already like society is kind of breaking down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just the journey and it's actually really good. Um, like one of those drama horror things, like it, it's good. Um, the way everything is all like goes from fine to post apocalyptic is like really cool, interesting, yeah. and like, understandable with like glass raining, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> <laughs> from the moment you said glass raining, I just thought, like, what uh, what umbrella am I going to use in that situation, you know? Right. <laughs> and, but in like then it's like really like that is an apocalyptic event. Like even if it just rains for like a day, you know. Like, it, but if it's constant storms, like, right? Oh. And it's like an on and off thing, and it's, yeah, yeah. That's that was really good. Like, um, I'm definitely like thinking about just going through and finding out all finding all those comics and like checking them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember um, we reviewed the cape, the one shot back in the day. That was his. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and then he has a whole imprint in Black Label. I think there's like four four books, six books in there. And then he did a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff that he did on, uh, on, what's that shit? On ID, was it? Yeah, IDW or Only Press, one of those. I think it was IDW oh. for sure. But um, so yeah, he did a bunch of books there, and then, then he did that show. They did a show based on his book Nosferatu. Oh, is that him? Yeah, that's him too. Yeah. I always wanted to watch that, but I never got around to it. Yeah, it's, it's like well, trying to find it on demand and stuff is tricky. But I mean, well, you you always just buy it on Prime, but you should be able to find that there. But but yeah. And uh, yeah, no, he's good. He's good. Um, he wrote a couple of the creep show on Shutter. Like, mm -hmm. I think he did the one that you made Larry watch the doll, the doll one. Oh right, the house of the head. Yeah, I think that was. 
think that was his. Yeah. Dude, that was so funny. Like, I can't <laughs> believe Larry got scared. <laughs> well, it's Larry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. And uh, that's where, like, some of his stuff, his humor, he's good at it because he, I guess his approach on horror isn't from a trying to scare type. It's just trying to tell a story and it can mm-hmm. be funny as well as scary. Yeah. That's right. like his style. Because even like, even the way they did Nosferatu the show, it's like, it's kind of corny, like the way it looks, the effect and, you know, but it just fits the the, the tone well. Like when you read it and what you imagine and what you see is kind of the same thing, you know? That's mm-hmm. cool. uh, there's another uh, group of horror stuff that's pretty good, but I've only read one issue. It's called there. It's the Bone Orchard Mythos, and it's Jeff Lemire's. Uh, it's a shared universe horror universe, and has a bunch of different books. But I was worried because it's like I think four or five different books. It's like if I'm gonna buy five books a month for like how long, you know? Right. <laughs> They're not coming out like that. I think, you know, you get one here, one, one month, one, you know, get like three. Well, when one hits three, then the other one hits number one, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like when we did uh, Gideon Falls, like it's that team. So it's Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino doing them. So this, those are pretty good. They, I think they might adapt them to show, but like the shared universe type horror show. But who knows? Oh, okay. They always say that's the plan, but you know, executing it is different, especially now with a strike and all that. So, right, you know, some stuff might be easier to just cancel. But that was one because I, I meant to bring it up to you, Jay, too, because it's like if we can, by the time we get Halloween, like we could literally do like a Bone Orchard Mythos, either a show like the live stream like this, or just produce a video ahead of time and just have it ready for Halloween time. You know. Okay, because it's and it's you know it's light reading. There's some reading involved, but there's also like, I mean, with time it can be done. You know, even right. if we'll shoot a video a little bit here, a little bit there, and then just edit it all together smoothly. Yeah, so something I, I've been meaning to tell you, but I forget. But now I did. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking with the bow north and meet, meet those would be be a good one, and uh, and then we could probably do one for the Joe Hill stuff because I think. If he has like four books, I think they're only like one of four or something, right? Too like they're not ongoing, right? Yeah, so we could do like a, you know, every week in October, do one Joe Hill review, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of all his books or something, yeah. Uh, just pre-producing Halloween themed October as we like to do. Right. Yeah. How about Osma? You anything uh, else you discovered in comics? Anything new you you haven't gotten to talk about? Uh, nah. <laughs> I picked up a bunch of books at at Comic Con. Yeah, and um, like after I bought them, I think I was telling Lawrence that the books I bought, I think you bought them like the year before. I bought them the year before. Yeah. Like it felt like, like I felt like I was in the same spot where you got him and the same guy hustling his books. And it's, uh, it, I I don't have him with me. And maybe on on another episode, we'll we'll talk about him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's about, 
he called it like the the Asian three hundred. Uh huh. This Korean general fighting off like thousands of of samurais from a from a Japanese invasion. Okay, and I might have bought that. I it it feels like you did. Like, it, it, like I'm pretty sure it was in the exact same spot, like the same booth, in the exact same way. Where it's just me and Lawrence were walking, and you know, dude's a hustler, man. He yeah, he comes up and really in, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I got these books, or you know what, you could also just get the trade, and like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, how many books did I buy? I don't know. It like, it's probably like. 15 books or something like that. Like I basically bought two and a half trades of his stuff Man. and I read all of them and, and they're decent. Um, yeah. I might hit you up later with the, with the title or the picture of it. And maybe you can go into yeah. your archive and see if you can find it. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm like 90% sure you have these books too. <laughs> maybe not like the last three or four or however many he wrote since, since yeah. last year. But I'm pretty sure you at least have like the first trade worth of these books. That sounds about right. I uh, I bought a couple. Uh, I bought a novel, and Larry actually uh, interviewed the writer. <clears throat> it's in our, our somewhere here. <laughs> Insert video link here. But um, yeah, it was it was a pretty good. You know, it's uh, kind of a mix of like. Like a born identity in a Mass Effect type universe, that but it's not as expansive in terms of galactic colonization. They're still like up to Mars, yeah. So, and uh, I made Larry read it after a night of drinking. Here, read this because you're interviewing the guy tomorrow. And then, <laughs> so he read a couple like chapters. And, I thought you were going to say pages. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he read he read a good amount, but. He got it. Man, I can't believe he still read something. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I, 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 I literally told him the next day, I'm like, you didn't read that book, did you? He goes, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> like, wow. All right, cool. Worked out. So there's a video for that. I when I went to Monster Palooza, I bought this comic book called Inversion, and it's um, it's kind of like a time cop type, uh, murder mystery, and. It's time travel, and it's kind of like a sound of thunder mixed with like time cop that Van Damme movie, <laughs> and it's a, and uh, but it's actually it's really cool. movie. I know, but the comic this comic is actually really good. Like I I really enjoyed it, and I made Larry read it. So I filmed the video. I haven't filmed my part. I filmed Larry's part, and then uh, then I got to edit that too. So. Um, I thought you were gonna say you filmed him reading it. I'm like well, that's a boring <laughs> ass video. It's just him so, going, Oh so oh. my idea my idea was to like I'll do a short like because I was the reason I bring it up is because I was trying to find those guys that made that book at Comic Con because I wanted to be like well have them tell you what it's about. So in the video I could be like, Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you what it's about. I'll have the guys that actually wrote it tell you what it's about, you know, and then just cut to that. And then I didn't find them, so now I'm, I have to change how I do the video. But then I, I thought, well, be, since I'm gonna see Larry, like I should just film him since he read it. Um, while I was cutting his hair, I was like, Larry, you know, tell me what you think. But then Larry just goes into a full-on 
review like he's doing a show here and it's like i had to film it for like 15 minutes <laughs> so, <laughs> so like oh larry, okay. so after like six minutes I'm like, larry larry like just tell me what you thought like all the preamble i already did you know <laughs> like here's what larry thought about it that's all yeah two three minutes but it ended up being like 12. <laughs> you know how larry can be but uh yeah, so that video is coming soon, and then, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like, I think it's only four issues. I got all three of them that are out right now, and then can't wait for number four. And then, yeah, but as far as yeah, finding more comics, I haven't really shopped around. I've just been stuff for production and and some stuff that I see in news. I'm like, you know, let me check this out. Well, yeah, I know they announced the they gave a teaser. For Spider-Man Rain Two, but I, they don't say it's Rain Spider-Man Rain Two. They they say it's they just showed the picture and it just looks like that art. So I'm like, and then it just has a two on it. So I saw that. It's a cool picture. But I have no idea what's going on. Like, right. I, I can tell that's Mary Jane, maybe because of the red hair. But then, are they like, is she? Does he have the the, the symbiote? Are well, stuck together. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. It, it's supposed to give you that sense of like weirdness because in that first part, the symbiotes just hatch, like they 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 breed, and the whole city gets eaten by symbiotes. And then uh, Mary Jane's already dead because you remember how I was telling you about renew your vows, how like him getting her pregnant gave her powers. Yeah. Well, in Spider-Man Rain, it just gave her cancer. And she died. So, oh, she's I don't in know a wedding why. gown. Yeah. I'd looked at a totally different picture. Like, <laughs> everything well, that's white was black in the picture I saw. Yeah, I think that, that might have been on purpose because of... Um, yeah, I think they were, like, blacking out stuff as for the teaser, but let me see here. Because it's almost silhouette and then, yeah, and it looks like Black Cat might be back there or something. I don't know. Here, I'll uh, see if we can share it. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked really dark and confusing, but I figured that was like they're blacking out stuff so that you won't. Yeah, so this is the one that I saw. Yeah, at first, and uh, yeah, so yeah, so you see how it's all black. I thought, oh, she's yeah. got the symbiote or whatever. Yeah, and so I guess this is. The, God damn it! I can't. <laughs> like I click on the picture and then it. There is that sharing. Oh, I, I lost you guys. No, it's not. God damn it! This is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> this is why well uh, yeah uh well what i like to do i just download the picture and then well that's the thing i wasn't like prepared to i didn't know yeah, we were yeah. talk about this yeah yeah no i know i know i i do it on the fly sometimes but it's still like it doesn't work as smoothly as i would yeah, want it to okay and so yeah and so that's oh, yeah there it is yeah yeah so now i can see that that's she's cool. that she's got that you know that's a wedding gown and yeah, I, I get I get the impression that she's dead. What with how, yeah, 
skinny her hands are and yeah she's got a little piece of mask right there no that's her that's her lipstick oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and they still haven't said that it's Spider-Man Rain. Yeah, it just says two. Yeah. It, it's Spider-Man and it's two. Honestly, <laughs> when I saw the first one, I thought it was for the game. Because <laughs> he, he's fighting Venom in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, he's always fighting Venom. Except in the Venom movies. But yeah, it, so those are the teasers so far. But they haven't announced what it is. But I recognize the art and the the themes, so I'm a little excited about that. That one's no, that's the the reason it's notorious Spider-Man comic is because they had to recycle like the first issue because they show Peter Parker's penis. <laughs> and people got mad, so like they had to re redo it, and you, you can't see it. So if you look at like Spider-Man Rain, Peter Parker penis, like. See that? I don't know if I should type that in right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a, a tongue twister. Peter Parker's penis. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So they had to like, they recalled the first issue, and then you can find it. So then they had to do the reprint, and so not enough, not as many people bought it. But if you were one of the few like me, you got to see the full. Peter Parker penis, but it's like Peter Parker at like sixty years old, sixty. He's like seventy oh, years. It's old penis. It's old penis. Yeah, and he's just sitting there like with his belly like covering most of it. Yeah, yeah it's not like Batman when he's in his prime, right? A bat penis. Where he's like, yeah, did he put venom in that thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still it, got that one. The one where he's he's Jewish. <laughs> Taxilla says, didn't that happen to Batman Damn 2? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I sold like two copies of that and I still have one of them. Nice. For myself, for my own enjoyment. That probably <laughs> that probably went uh like that was the time to sell it because I don't think you could get that much for it now. I don't think. I think the most I got for one of them was like 45 bucks. Yeah. I sold one for like 30 and the other one was probably around 40, 45, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, but that's uh, that's kind of like what I'm excited for. But now it says 2024 for the rain too. I'm like, I, I don't want to wait till 2024. Like, I want it now. <laughs> Although we are in like what almost halfway through August. Oh wow! I just looked it up on eBay. There's one for ninety. Oh, nice. They call it the Batwang variant. Batwang. <laughs> Bad way. And then there's one that's that's signed. It's three hundred dollars. Signed <laughs> by Jim Lee and Alex Sinclair. <laughs> signed and slabbed. Oh, okay. So they can't even prove that it's a bad wang cover. Cause they yeah, have to you'd have it. you'd have to open it. Yeah. It's no fun. Actually, I don't think I've seen it's saying anything that it is. The, yeah, it says in the description, this is the infamous Batman penis. There's yeah. got to be a way to, to know that for sure. Like, it's got to be. You probably know, in the barcode or something. 
the barcode or the fact that you know if it's not a reprint. Yeah. I might get that. <laughs> what the slap? I don't book? know why they got Jim Lee's signature. It's a it's a Bermejo book. Ooh. Yeah. It's Jim Lee Bermejo. <laughs> I Sinclair's not in it. It's Azarello that wrote it. Yeah. Bermejo uh drew it. Why? I guess. Whatever. And what the, what's the 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 score oh, hit? The, the cover is a Jim Lee variant. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What were you asking? What's the uh, the rating for the the grading? Nine point eight. Oh man, that's good. Even with a signature, like I thought that would bring it down. No. Yeah. I'm thinking of having one couple of my comics graded, but I don't know. If you just want the the Jim Lee signature, and you can get that for two fifty, also a nine point eight. Heck says, "Hey, where's that news about Jim Lee and DC? Did you guys talk about that?" Like, I don't know what he's what, talking. He got arrested again. I, I mean, don't know. We don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, tell us what it is. Is I it have- because? His name is Jim Lee, and the artist is Lee Bermejo. Yeah. Oh, I don't like what happens when I type in Jim Lee to the news. (laughs) Why? In memoriam? Oh, shit. Oh, no, that's... Jim Lee (laughs) on returning to the Comic-Con floor. Oh, he got promoted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Oh, president of DC Comics. Yeah. That's actually a demotion. Wasn't he in charge of all of DC? Yeah. Like, now it's just the comics division. So is that it? I think that's it. Unless you guys got anything else. That was actually more than I thought we had to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. You know, a, a nice tight 134. Get to still watch Seinfeld reruns before bed. Yeah, look, if Lawrence has shown up, we'd get another half hour in. Hey, give us some final thoughts. Um, so I guess Firebirds and Playdate with Tony the Pooh are going on hiatus for the fall. Um, that doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> Oz, final thoughts. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds had a musical episode. I hate musicals. I think I'm okay with that episode. I don't know yet. <clears throat> you should go check it out. And as for me, uh, hey, you know, we got a couple new subscribers, so thanks guys for subscribing and enjoy the, the stuff we got. We got more stuff coming down the line. Larry will be here next week. Uh, I forgot what we're talking about next week. I can promote it now, but eh, either way, stay tuned to our social media. You'll find out there. Uh, and yeah, so next time, we're out.